Hey, 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 hey! Hey, Floppy. Yeah, mate. Um, do you wake up in the morning feeling slump? Uh, sorry. Do you wake up in the morning feeling grumpy and sleepy? Uh, only if I roll over and reach. I was going to say, then you must be Snow White. <laughs> uh, we're Hack the Dino, where we constantly fumble our brilliant jokes. That and we make up on the spot? Yep, completely. Wasn't stolen off the Doug Anthony All-Stars at all. Uh, but we are a video game podcast, where we bring you the past, present, and future of video games news, previews, and discussions. I am the immortal one, Ben Rosenthal, and I am joined, as always, by the uh, static electratic... Floppy Staric. <laughs> what? what? Sports fans. Stratic? What the hell is that? I, I don't, don't even know, know what half those words mean. No, uh, uh, elastic? Cool. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Ela- elastic. Elastic. Yeah, floppy. Bend in all the right places. And some of the ones that, that are not good. That's right. I, I, yes. Mm. Anto's also here. If you're bending in the wrong places, you should take up calisthenics. Uh, yep. I yep. stay <laughs> as far away from calisthenics Hello, as you can. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Anto, how, how's, how's all the things with, with your, uh, your your life? Yeah, good. Uh, I got like three hours sleep today, so we're alive. You look good in a beanie. Thanks, yeah. man. I also look good in a beanie because I pretend I still have hair. <laughs> I thought you were wearing a beanie, just a flesh-coloured one. <laughs> yeah. Just wearing no. a skin-toned beanie. But no, yeah. it's actually because we've got the green screen, it's actually green. Oh, it's, a green <laughs> screen. it's just disappeared. Oh. So it disappears with a really the green. really good screen, green screen that knows how to... <laughs> ben has a perma-beanie. No, Ben has Michael a... Town. Permaforce. Anyway, <laughs> oh, you've seen, you've seen uh, what is the, the the Jamaican bobsled? Cool running. Cool running. Cool running is a great film. How about I kick your butt? He says. How about I draw a line down the middle of your head so it looks like a butt? Uh, that's also in Preacher. <laughs> uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Garth Ennis, Steve Dillon. I mean, I know of Preacher, but I didn't, yeah, no, I no, it's in there. Uh, the the bad guy gets his head shaved and uh, Jesse Custer. Drawing like a butt. No, no, he, he carves a uh, lion with a knife down the middle of his head, so he looks like he has a penis. So there you go. Yeah, man. You like that? Head on over to hackthedino.com, where we can, you can follow us on all the socials, including Instagram, uh, including uh, you know, that Facebook, Facebook. place, um, and uh, Threads. We're on Threads now. What is are that? we? Yeah, we what's, are. What's Threads? Threads is the Instagram Twitter killer. Yeah, it's Twitter 2.0. Um, like Twitter... Less toxicity. So I'm really? sure that'll last forever. No. Okay. Sure. But if you head on over to hackthedino.com, you can click on our link and visit our TikTok, which, you know, the videos have gone all really, really well over there. You should probably look at that one day. You probably should. <laughs> I mean, I have been accused of just uh, re-uploading stuff all the time that I've already uploaded. But do you? Uh, yeah, of course I do. Okay. Cool. You've got to cheat the algorithm. <laughs> yeah, you've got, to, you've cool. got to game the system, man. But I do put up uh, the hunting videos that we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so occasionally when I get one from you, but mostly they're me going out with people. I think I've done two. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there's more stuff coming. So you should head on over to hackthedino.com. Keep your eyes peeled there. Uh, and as well as on our Instagram specifically, yep. because there's going to be some news coming up as soon as we have confirmation about something very special happening later in the year. Ooh. So we're Exciting. just... Look, I'm just all I'm going to say is we're just waiting on venue uh, to tick off the date that we would need. For Ben's... Pole dancing debut. Yes. Floppy's pole. What? What? Dine only fans. We're launching Dine only fans. <laughs> I was just going to be a big old Lord. event. You can all come in more ways than one. <laughs> and uh... <laughs> only Ben's. We almost made it three minutes today. <laughs> Story of my life. Look, the PG rating went out the window six months ago. Let's be real. 
<laughs> anyway, uh, uh, floppy coffee. Yeah, what what have you been playing lately? Thank you for doing that as I drank. That was great. You're quite all right. Uh, I have been playing a couple of things actually. So uh, I've talked about how I was playing Zelda and I was trying Cyberpunk, and I wasn't. I was having an issue not really vibing with things like I yep. couldn't get in the groove and stuff. Yep. Uh, I decided to go back and try another game that I've been wanting to do for a while, but I'd always been put off by how big it was. And I've spoken about it many times on the show, which is The Witcher. Yep. Or more specifically, The Witcher 3. Yes. Um, and I had it on PS4, and I just never never really got past the intro. So I threw that in. And for whatever reason, I don't know, stars aligned, planets in sync. I was The moon was in the shadow of asparagus or something. Yep. Shadow um, of asparagus. This is the dawning of the, the dawning age of, of asparagus. The age of asparagus. Yeah. Uh, and I've really, like, I've sunk in. Relati- I'll say relatively deep into The Witcher. Like, I'm really digging it. I got the PS5 upgrade for it, uh, which has added a whole bunch of stuff. Um, first of all, it's just made it way more powerful. So the things that they can do, like draw, di- draw distances and stuff, and how far into the horizon you can see is amazing. It added a whole bunch of stuff that I don't know, but maybe Anto does, what they're called. Um, I, I mean, ray-traced global illumination. Sounds fancy. Screen such a butt. Uh, ray-traced ambient occlusion. Sounds fancy. I don't know what any of these words mean. AMD FSR upscaling. Don't know what that is, but it looks real good. Uh, dynamic resolution, enhanced screen speed. Anyway, added a whole heap of crap. Um, but man, it looks pretty. Yeah. For a game that came out in... Uh, I think it was 2015. 2015, yes. 2015. And has had an update for PS5. It looks phenomenal. Now, this originally launched in the PS3? PS4. 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 Okay. Uh, PS4 and Xbox One, and it is fantastic, man. Like the controls are not dated for a game, other like other games that you play from 2015. Um, and the thing I think I love the most about this, and it's something that Horizon Forbidden West and Horizon Zero Dawn did really, really well, is like there is a bajillion side quests. Really? Yes. But each one of them is told in such a way that, although essentially when you break it down, you're probably just doing a fetch quest. It actually has story and world building built into it. So you actually feel like you're getting more out of it and not just ticking a box, which is actually, it's, it's awesome. Like I've just been getting, I keep getting sidetracked and doing side quests. Yeah, right. Because they've actually got cool little stories on them. Um, it prompted me to start watching the show, uh, which is fantastic. And if you're a fan of Henry Cavill or of just fantasy settings in in general, do check out The Witcher. It did take me three episodes to realise that uh, there was differences in times of what I was seeing. (laughs) I missed that, but that could just be me. Um, But yeah, I'm having a great time with it. I am looking forward to playing this for a long time because I don't think I really have anything I need to play until Spider-Man. So this is probably going to be my big game. It is. What's the launch date for Spider-Man again? Um, October October. 20-something? Yeah. What's coming out in October 20 as well? Wasn't there another big release around that time? I'm going to say yes. I feel like there was another thing on the same day, but I can't remember what it is. It's not Starfield, is it? Oh, it might be. Oh, it might be. It might. No, wait. Starfield's September, isn't it? Well, either way, they're very close either together. Either way. But yeah. I'm going to look so it yeah, up. I'm really enjoying The Witcher, and it's something that I'm, I'm glad I've found the time where I could sink into it and get into it. Oh, excuse me. Hiccups. Um, but it is a very not kid-friendly game. So while my kids are around... Uh, I started playing uh, Front Mission on the on the Switch, which is a remake of an old game that uh, is a mech-based game. Right. It is also not the kind of game that I generally get into, which is a turn-based tactics game. 
So it is before you go out on a mission, you are setting up your weapons, setting up your, your mechs, your team, choosing you know, uh, different parts for your mech based on how much weight you can carry and you know, whether you want long range or short range capabilities and things like that. And then going out and playing chess with mechs. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of these type of games. Yeah, Neither for, am I. For anyone who but. likes tactics games like Final Fantasy Tactics or Fire Emblem, this is that with mechs. Yeah, and I love mechs. So this sort of scratched that itch and it made the other stuff way more palatable for me. Like, it's just, it's just stupid fun. And like, it's really, you know, the writing is corny as all heck, but corny in the way that they know it's being corny and they're trying to be corny. It's a 90s anime plot. Yeah, yeah, it's great fun. It is, um, it's, it's a lot of fun. If you like mechs or tactics based games, check it out. That was really cool. I enjoyed doing that. Cool. Uh, Anto. Hello. You uh, platinumed Final Fantasy 16 four times yet? No, I'm, I've jumped Three? off of 16. Really? Um, I finished it. Like, I finished the oh. first playthrough 100%. Um, I'm still... Wait, wait, sorry. What, 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 wind back. You finished the first playthrough 100%. 100%? Yeah, so I did 100% of everything you can do in the first playthrough, because when you finish the first run-through, it opens Final Fantasy mode, which is the hard, like, difficulty. Right, um, so it's got a New Games Plus. Yeah, it's New Game Plus, but instead of it just being more difficult, they completely change enemy placement and boss fights are different and it's all crazy. I may be wrong in this fact. Yes. But, <laughs> to my knowledge, um, the first game to have a New Games Plus was Chrono Trigger. Never heard of it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not familiar with that one. I think, I think. <laughs> I'll have to research it. Really? But yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure Chrono Trigger. Now, is that like the remake of it on DS or something? Or? No, no, no. The very first game. Uh, yeah, yeah right. Chrono Trigger. Uh, something, another question I've got, Anto. So can, well, I, can I just point something out? Yeah. The term just... New Game Plus was coined in 1995 by Chrono Trigger. There you go. Well done. There you go. I have, I have a little, you know, everyone knows the website How Long To Beat. Yep. I quite often check it to see what I may be getting myself into with a game. Mm. I know of a website where I, where I play How Long To Beat, but it's not that website. <laughs> <laughs> so I just had a look at How Long To Beat to see what the average, you know, playtime for a mainlining or 100 or completionist for, uh, for Final Fantasy 16 is. Mm. Yeah. Anto appears to have beat it before them. <laughs> they don't what have do anything out there for it. Oh, they haven't done it yet. They haven't no, uploaded it. It's not up there. I just looked at it. Anto, send him an email. <laughs> Let him know. Um, okay. I have a question that I had during the week, and I thought, no, I'm going to save this for the show to ask Anto. Uh, I heard that Final Fantasy VII and Final Fantasy X take place in the same universe. Ooh. Yeah, so years and years ago, I can't remember when, it, I think it was like pre-2015, um, yeah, the producers of the, like, the main business development unit for Square went on record saying Xanakund takes place something like 10,000 years like Final Fantasy X is like ten thousand years in the future of the world of FF7. I feel I, like that's it's never linked, and there's no evidence or proof in the games or the universes themselves. Oh, it's just them saying it to try it's and sell just more them units. Saying, yeah, like that's fine. We're going to save us to move units. Cool. Um, Good marketing, really. Yeah, it, it worked out. Because <laughs> like, who's going to um, argue? It's ten thousand years later. Like, yeah. So apart from obviously in the last couple of weeks, like Final Fantasy 16 was a thing. Um, Played that, beat the first playthrough, started the second and went, you know what, I'm going to give it a bit because the story sort of wrecked me a little bit emotionally. Um, so then I went back to Final Fantasy XIII, Platinum that, which is one of the more difficult Platinums I've ever received. Um, do, you know, do, you know, do you want to know how many games I've Platinumed? None. None. Zero. I did three <laughs> and one of them was by accident. I'm lucky to finish a game, let alone Platinum it. Anyway, continue. Uh, and in between... 
you know, the deluge of normal Final Fantasy stuff that I play, uh, Switch Online got updated a couple of weeks back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've been playing a game from my childhood, which I've never beaten, and it's called Landstalker, The Treasures of King Knoll. Huh. And it's like an isometric, platformy action RPG where you play as a very suspiciously Link-looking... I was going to say, where's his hat? Like, that is, <laughs> is this the adventure where Link had to find his hat? Um, but yeah, no, it's it's super fun. The soundtrack's really good. Combat is pretty basic. It's just you swing your sword, you get magic later on. Um, what was Plot-wise, it's very interesting. Was this a Mega Drive or something? Yeah, Mega Drive. Um, I'm just having a great time with it. Yeah, it's can't really you nice. see the blast processing at work? The yeah, blast processing! Um, but yeah, it's, it's just been really fun to, to go back to something, you know, classic that I'd never beaten before and actually now know what I'm doing because I'm not four years old. <laughs> can I just point out in the chat, Dylan the villain, and we all have to say it at the same time, has uh, the amount of trophies, he, platinum trophies he has is 69. <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's me. Uh, I've been playing Final Fantasy and other RPGs. Sweet. So. <laughs> yeah. um, well, hey, I've had an interesting couple of weeks. Uh, since we last spoke to you live on twitch.tv backslash hack the dino, where you can join never, us never every, every two weeks. And be sure to leave a comment below and like the video. Uh, if you're listening to this on youtube.com backslash hack the dino or on any podcast app, remember, leave a comment, ring the bell if you want to be notified whenever we put up a video. Uh, our retro hunting videos go up there. And speaking of retro hunting, I've been doing a bit of retro hunting lately. I went you out. Hunt. Uh, a big old hunt. Um, I went out with Julian from Ghost Games, a friend of the show. Yeah, I think Julian he's in, chat, in the live chat now. Uh, we went out on a, a, a venture down south, and we came across Ooh, a garage south. sale. And we had a look, and there was a couple of Pokemon cards and whatnot. And we're just sort of having a, a look. And then Julian said, oh, do you have any old video games or old uh, consoles? And the uh, very nice lady was saying, oh, I, I think that's more my husband's. And then the door opened, and uh, this... Bearded gentleman comes out with a handful of 360 and PS4 games. Bearded, I might Immaculately bearded. And puts them down and says, oh, hey, guys. And looks at me and goes, oh, hack the dino. <laughs> and I went, oh, I like this guy already. Uh, so he bought out these games and uh, said, oh, I've got these. And we, Julie and I went through them and uh, there was Masters of the Universe mm. for the PlayStation uh, 4 in there. PlayStation 2. PlayStation 2, sorry. It's a good um, game. It is a good game. I grabbed that one very quickly. I have that one. Uh, and Julian got a couple as well. Julian found some uh, Goosebumps books yes. that he managed to pick up. Uh, and then the gentleman whose name is Luke said, oh, you can actually see this over on uh, YouTube, uh, mm. on YouTube channel or on Instagram. I've, I've put it in the video. I was filming as he was bringing stuff out. That's how excited I got. Um, he goes, oh, you're, you're after anything retro, right? Like retro toys? And yeah. I said, yes. yes, and he goes, oh, so sort of like Voltron. And I went, and Ben went, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he disappeared. He came back, had a Game Boy there, OG Game Boy with a couple of games. Like, oh, uh, and he goes, oh, I've got some more. Then he bought out uh, Teddy Ruxpin in a box with all the tapes and all the books. The one, I was going to say, the one that reads to you? Yeah. yeah so it's that. the big teddy bear from the 80s that you put the tape in and it reads along with a book. Uh, so he gave that to me. Uh, then he goes, oh, do you like Brave Star? And I went, yeah, yes, yes, I do. Bought out a bag full of Brave Star figures. He goes, oh, I've got Ninja Turtle stuff around here. I just can't find it at the moment. At which time point, Boy Scouts could have camped <laughs> under Ben's pants. <laughs> Holy smoke. But anyway, um, 
Luke Green, uh, he said he watches the show or listens to the show. He said he was going to get his kids to start watching it. And I was, he actually said to his son, oh, you should Ooh. watch it. You'd like it. And I, I literally went, uh, no, no, not we a good idea. We tried at one point. Luke, if you're watching, we tried at one point to go PG. Didn't stick. <laughs> Anto's got the most foulest mouth. I know. He's terrible. He's terrible. Uh, <laughs> but one of the cool things that Luke uh, did throw into the bundle was the book that he wrote called One Life by Luke Green. Now, we can get this... Uh, Amazon. You can get a Kindle version on Amazon. Look up Luke Green, One Life at Amazon, and you can uh, download a Kindle version of his book. I have it. I bought a, a physical copy when he first wrote it. Oh, Ben was telling me the story about this garage sale. We worked out. I'm like, ha, I know that dude. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. I know that guy. Small, um, small Adelaide. But yeah, I bought that book and I read it. It's on my, on my shelf at home. It's brilliant. Uh, if you like cool little sci-fi adventure style stuff... Um, Go have a read. Uh, I will also say, so part of the uh, Ninja Turtle books and stuff that I got, uh, he he also had a bunch of uh, the backings that the Ninja Turtles came on. Oh, yeah, cool, the and cards. They, yeah, and there were 10 backs. I was going to say, is that the one that you like, the 10 backs? The 10 backs, yeah, there was a couple of 10 backs there. So, wow, this is really, really cool. Love a good 10 uh, And then, now, those of you who are really old who are listening in yes, Adelaide. I'm here. So, already. Anto, you, you can just block your ears out for a minute. The old men are talking. Uh, we used to have something called TV Guides, which were magazines that came in the Sunday Mail each week. Look, I'm not as young as Braden. I know what a TV guide is. <laughs> uh, and uh, in that TV guide, they usually had posters. Mm-hmm. And when Ninja Turtles were launching in 1988, 1999, no, not 89. The kind where you had to bend the staples to get them out of the center. Correct. Or you just get a knife and run it down the middle. <gasps> um, they had Ninja Turtle ones. I had these two posters that I'm holding up in my hands from that TV guide. So you can see on the back, the TV programs are still there. That's how we figured out what to watch on the four channels you had. I had these TV guide posters hanging on my wall. And I opened up one of these books that uh, Luke Green gave me at this garage sale. And these were in there and I flipped out. So these are getting framed. I'm getting frames. These are going up on my wall. I I, had these on my wall as like an eight-year-old kid. I also had them because I drew them both. I copied them and drew them both big in a sketchbook. The, so, uh, uh, well, the can change I look at the, the green so, makes them look a little sus. <laughs> June 27, um, we've got uh, Full House. Jesse oh. and Stephanie improvise a circus-themed birthday party for Michelle. There you go. Oh, okay. What have I found? Oh, 6.30, Channel 7 on June, July 29th. Uh, the Magical World of Disney, Herbie Rides Again, Part 1. <laughs> uh, so here's, here's the movie that was playing at 8.30 on Channel 10 on June 27th. Do you know whose theme that is originally? No. Uh, Brian Danielson from AEW, but we'll talk about that later. Copyright but anyway, it was the final Stratus. countdown. Originally. <laughs> anyway, it was the final countdown. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I was absolutely blown away by this uh, absolute plethora of retro goodness head on over to instagram and youtube i've edited together one minute long videos again please leave a comment please like subscribe ring the bell uh helps the algorithm uh get our stuff out to more people which means we feel justified in doing this more do you know that the tv guide was the where i got my first ever mobile phone from floppy just folded up this thing that i'm trying to flatten out you and you wonder why I won't let you because touch it's anything. It's pre-folded, so it's just I'm like, trying to get the bends out so I can frame it. I'm trying to get the bends out. Well, good luck with that. We're in my house. <laughs> Mate, if anyone can do it. That's true. <laughs> um, yeah, so very much. Uh, big thanks to Luke Green. Really, really appreciate uh, all the help. Hi, if you're watching, Lukey. And Luke, if you do find those Ninja Turtles, please message me. 
Yes. Lukey, if you are watching, I'm sorry I missed your phone call yesterday. I'd left my phone in the car because I'm a... Dingus. I'm a dingusy old man. I missed his phone call yesterday. Cool. Ninja Turtles. Anyway, uh, I also got to play some games because I decided to take a rest from uh, Tears of the Kingdom because that game gives me uh, anxiety. Uh, so, Agreed. I played, first of all, Trek to Yomi. Oh, I've been meaning to ask you about this. Uh, so, this wasn't met with very favourable reviews when it came out. Really? Um, like, sort of six and sevens. It wasn't anything oh, that's right. huge. But it did come out like a couple of weeks after, um, what's it called? The other samurai game. Ghost of Tsushima. Yep. Ghost of Tsushima. Salami. Tsunami. Uh, so, playing it, this game's beautiful. It looks beautiful. This game is really cool. It's uh, you can't control the camera at all. You just go along the paths. It's uh, you know your typical walking along hack and slash. Uh, it's got some really cool combinations that you can pull out. It's I played it for probably I think an hour and a half, two hours, and I was twenty eight percent done with it. So it's not a huge game. Oh, I can't at all. Now. It looks like Ghost of Tsushima. Sush- Far out. Tsushima. Tsushima. Tsushima meets Crash Bandicoot. Kind of, but this is cooler. So all the dialogue oh, no, no, no. is in Japanese. With subtitles, you can't change it. There is no dub. dub. There is no English dub. It's all in Japanese. Shoot. Uh, it's your very typical um, sort of like your Jimbo type storyline. Uh, so good. I really enjoyed it. It's a game that you can just sit down and you know how I like games. You can play for like 15 minutes and then that's it. Yeah. You like, like, yeah like me, just like little me. breaks. Uh, 15 minutes here. I will squeeze in a game for a bit. Exactly. Um, the bosses are good. The, the story is like very hackneyed. The dialogue is very hackneyed. It feels like a 1970s ninja film or 1950s film. Uh, like samurai a, film. Samurai, samurai film. film. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> God. I'm, I'm, samurai ninja cats. I, I wish there was, there is a game like that for the Famicom. It's really expensive. Anyway, uh, go, uh, Trek to Yomi, I don't think you can get it anymore, but if you did manage to get it for PlayStation Plus, I highly recommend playing it because it's a fantastic game um, and you, you should uh, give it a go. Uh, also, thanks to PlayOn, uh, which are a video game uh, publishing company, distribution company. It's not spelled how you'd think, is it? No, no, P-L-A-I-O-N. It's really confusing. Mm. Uh, but anyway, they sent me a review copy of AEW's Fight Forever. That's cool. And like, if anyone was going to review that game... <laughs> it's going to be Ben. Yeah, it's going to be Ben. <laughs> so, yeah, I, usually I try to pass the review codes on to uh, one of my colleagues. Um, Which but, I usually then pass on to Anto because I don't have any time. <laughs> and uh, I but, haven't been able to do recently because I've also not had the time because I've been asleep in the day and doing other things at night. Like paying that makes it sound really suspicious. <laughs> Final Fantasy 16 for 150 hours. No, I've only put about 70 hours in. Oh, yeah, cool. Uh, anyway, AEW Fight Forever. This game's rad. Um, it is, if you remember WrestleMania 2000 or No Mercy on the Nintendo 64, that's what they went out to mimic and they have 100% achieved it. I was, I've heard a lot of th- people saying that it is, the, it is this generation's No Mercy. Yep, 100%. Uh, the, actual, the action inside the ring plays like those games, but uh, smoother, crisper, more fluid. Um, it's just as easy to play. It, it's wonderful. I, I cannot say enough good things about the actual physical wrestling in the ring. It is so much fun. Um, there's very little clunky in the ring. Like, you know, uh, Nintendo 64 era, how like they were just big boxes that sort of like janked together. Yeah. Uh, I've been playing Goldeneye. Don't get me wrong. There's still a little bit of jank in this game, but it's it, I, it's almost like it's there on purpose. Like it's purposely put in there to make it feel like those games. 
but it is really really smooth well that's what you want right like this is i i mean this with as much respect as possible because i'm a, a big fan of nostalgia as we all are it's it's trying to evoke the nostalgia of a simpler time where you would get pizza on the weekend with three other people and you would just sit and play n64 games yep it's trying to capture that feeling it actually looks like it like it looks really smooth it is it's exceptionally smooth this is the ps5 version as well um so the wrestlers the wrestler models you know they look a little bit weird but you know who each of them are so that's okay the creator wrestler was a little bit confusing i couldn't figure out in the limited time i had to play it um i couldn't figure out how to make my own wrestler like to change the facial features but i'm sure that's just me being a dumb idiot i think i want to play this oh it's so good um, so the storyline, there is a storyline and it is exactly what you expect. Is it, it's wrestling, right? It's, it's, it's pretty lame. It's yeah. like you get a call from Tony Khan saying, Hey, I want you to take part in our uh, inaugural show and be a part of this battle royale. And if you win, you'll get a title shot, uh, which I did. Um, I managed to win the world title at their first pay-per-view against Chris Jericho. Uh, one thing I didn't like, however, is you win the world title. I'm the world champion. Yeah. And then you're not referred to as the world champion. You don't carry around a world title with you. It's sort of like just not forgotten about, but it's forgotten about. Maybe it's to keep you humble. Yeah, I'm sure that's that's exactly what they were going can, for. Can you play as Jungle Boy? Yeah, Luke Perry. <sighs> uh, sorry, Jack Perry. He's a bad guy now, by the way. No, I don't. don't care. He is still the son of the most handsomest man that's ever manned the man. He's pretty handsome himself. He is. Like, I mean, look at the look at the stocky coming. Genetics, from. yeah. Um. So one really cool thing they do is you're playing the uh, storyline mode. Uh, when you come up to certain points in the storyline, they play actual footage of like the history of AEW, okay. like how it came together with Young Bucks and, and Cody Rhodes and Kenny Omega yeah. and them doing their press conference for Double or Nothing at Las Vegas. Wait, which Kenny is where... Omega started here? Sorry? Did Kenny Omega start in AEW? No, no, he helped. He's one of the executive VPs. Oh, that's super cool. So him and the Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes, but Cody Rhodes went left and went to WWE. But uh, yeah, and then uh, Tony Khan came along with his billions and billions of dollars and said, hey, yeah, I'll, I'll have a wrestling league. That's cool. Uh, and it's just gone on uh, up and up and up ever since. Um, but yeah, they show actual footage and have like a timeline of what actually happened. And then you're sort of changing the footage. Like, So Chris Jericho was the first ever AEW world champion. Okay. So you face him in the first AEW world champion match instead of um, Hangman Page. And I was playing as Brian Danielson because why wouldn't I want to play as the best wrestler on the planet and the world has ever seen? Don't know who that is, but okay. Um, and I won oh, instead of Jericho it. winning. Uh, so yeah, it was really, really cool. But yeah, the campaign is bag bones, but the actual wrestling is fun as hell. I, I'm quite taken by the quality of the of the of the people. Like that looks really good. Yeah, the models, everything in the ring is awesome. Like the things in the ring look better than the little movie up on the top left there. Like Yeah. Now they've added that's little weird. RPG elements in between each match. <laughs> Upgrade your weapons. And so like you can go there and uh, depending on how injured you are or how much stamina you are or how mentally drained you are, you can either pass these little mini games or fail them. Uh, the mini games are a bit lame. They're like all wrestlers in the ring and you have to run around getting poker chips and not getting the bad poker chips. And if you win that, you get extra stamina. Uh, and then you got things like you go on a sightseeing tour, which is just a backdrop and then two wrestlers talking to each other and you might get a, say, a selfie. Um, and then there's one where you work out. And what sucks is those things don't change. They're exactly the same cut scene each and every time. Uh, so yeah, that's a bit limited. Um, but again, that's outside of the ring. Everything inside the ring 
is phenomenal. They're also not a big AAA developer. So. No, no. But again, that's part of the charm. Like, I am so happy I got to play this game. Um, Will like, you keep playing it? Absolutely. 100%. It is, again, I like those games where you can jump in for 15 yeah. minutes and then jump out. Uh, 100% will keep playing this on rotation. Uh, it's just so much fun. And you, it's online play as well. You played it on your PlayStation, right? PS5, yes. Yeah. Would you play it on a Switch? Probably not. Okay. I don't know how well it would run on a, uh, a Switch. Uh, so definitely, if you are going to get it, I would recommend getting it on the PS4 or PS5 or the Xbox uh, series of consoles. Um, I can't really recommend anything on the Switch this stage that isn't exclusive or a... <laughs> that is built, is not built, built specifically for the Switch. For the Switch. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it's just too old and too clunky. Trent Beretta. But cool, uh, yes, cool to, answer, to answer any questions, um, MJF is in it and MJF is Who's MJF? brilliant. Michael J. Fox? Who? <laughs> no. Maxwell Jacob Freeman. Okay. He's the current AEW uh, world champion and he is possibly the greatest person on the mic ever. He's got the physique of an Adonis and he easily, easily buries the rock. Has he got as good as hair as I do? Better. Oh. Everything he does is better than everyone. Whoa. Like, after the show, we're going to watch some MJF clips because this guy is amazing. He has a theatre background so he can sing as well. Oh, uh, it's insane. I hate him. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, and he is the best bad guy you will ever come across. It's no Jack Perry though, is he? No, he's better than Jack Perry because no. Jack Perry can't talk. <laughs> he really can't talk. <laughs> Keep Doesn't him off to. the mic. Just needs to stand there and be sultry. Well, he's, again, he's a bad guy now. He's feuding with Hook, who's uh, Taz's son. So Taz. there you go. Taz. E devil? No, no. Taz from uh, ECW. Fine. I don't know who that is. <laughs> Alright, should we quickly talk about some news? Yeah. Uh, now, we're all aware that the verdict came down from the judge with the uh, FTC versus Microsoft in regards to Xbox purchasing uh, Blizzard Activision. Uh, yeah, basically they said it's yeah, all right. They got it, they got it through. <laughs> they got, sure. it got to the thing that we... I think we all had come to the conclusion that we knew it was going to go through. Mm. And it was now just stalling. Like It's not going to really affect anyone in a consumer situation i don't think it was really about big companies and money it does need to be said that within the last couple of hours the ftc has filed an appeal so it hasn't i was just about to touch on that um (laughs) the ftc has filed an appeal which is why the ftc is from europe no 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 so they've already so europe's already said no so they can't do it so they're gonna have to work out a workaround for europe the uk has also said no Yeah. yeah um but for uh america yeah they've given the go ahead for the deal to go ahead now here's the interesting thing uh, the FTC has filed an appeal against the decision. The appeal will attempt to win a preliminary, prim, preliminary, oh, I can't talk, preliminary uh, injunction blocking Activision Blizzard with the merger. Um, and that's scheduled for trial in August. So the current deal is scheduled to be completed on July 18th, which is next week as we record this. Yeah. If the deal is not completed by July 18th, Xbox will be forced to pay $3 billion to Activision Blizzard, and the merger will potentially have to be open to renegotiation. Yeah, good. So this is going to cost <laughs> Microsoft a lot of money if it doesn't go ahead next week. Imagine if Three it's billion. just Blizzard doing it all behind the scenes just to get more money. Well, That would be a total Bobby Kotick thing to do. I, I mean, well, 100%. It needs to be said as well, like $3 billion is more money than any of us will ever see in our lifetimes. It's also... But it's still 
pennies compared to the $69 billion, billion dollars that they're buying. The so they probably don't give a like, rat's ass. And I think it would also be like, because it is open to renegotiation, they'll go, all right, we'll pay you the $3 billion, And then it's now $66 billion. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's going to be stupid. And However, it's going to be dragged out for as long as it can be. This certainly changes the whole industry, I think. Really? Like, yeah. I, 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 look, I personally think it's good. Personally, I think it's not a monopoly at all. I think it's going to give Xbox... Oh, it's not a monopoly. Like, look how many exclusives Sony has and Nintendo has. Xbox is now going to be... Like, there's no more excuses for Xbox. Like, you have the studios, you have the power. Now make something good. Now make some exclusives. Like, yeah. the ball's in your court. No more excuses. Absolutely step up your game and come to play. Yeah. Just very quickly, just yes. in case anyone's listening or watching who isn't super familiar with this situation, very quick recap. Xbox are trying to buy Activision Blizzard because they claim it will give them, you know, a competitive... Edge. Ed- well, not edge, but like it'll bring them onto like a fair playing field against Sony and, and Nintendo. The lawsuit that's happening now and the reason it's been... Uh, what's the word? The reason Drawn out. the FTC have lost this initial court case is because Microsoft have been able to argue that it's not just a two-horse race between them and Sony. Nintendo are a player as well, and they've always been in third place. Um, That's the TLDR right now. If the FTC are successful in appealing, Microsoft is still going to be on the back foot. So it's still developing. Uh, I just want to point out uh, that our beloved Patreon, Michael Towns, in the live chat has come up with the perfect idea to resolve this. Uh, Xbox should buy Activision, they should buy Ubisoft, then they should close down and be history's greatest heroes. Yes. And EA. And, yeah, and but EA. not before firing Bobby Kotek and suing him for everything. Can we fire Bobby Kotek, but instead of like just firing him, we fire him out of a cannon into the ocean? Not into the ocean, into a thicket of... Sticking nettle. Well, he can go through that in the air, Naked. like a, a a game side quest, and then land in the uh, shark ocean. Stinging nettles make really nice beer. That's weird. Yeah. Why is it weird? You know what else is weird? Pokemon Sleep. Fucking so weird. <laughs> Do you know what Pokemon Sleep is, Fluffy? No. So someone was literally asking me about this today, and I was like, I'm sorry, I don't know. <laughs> Pokemon Sleep is a new app by the Pokemon Company. Uh, it's one of these sleep cycle apps that your phone records you while you're sleeping in Not order like to that. determine if you've been snoring, if you had a good night's yeah. sleep, whether you tossed I, and turned or not, and gives you a percentage of how much of a good sleep you I had. I have a Google device that does the same thing. Uh, so after being announced like four years ago, it's finally coming out later this month as we record this. It acts like a basic sleep tracker, but you can catch Pokemon depending on how well your night's sleep was. So you can catch Pokemon while you sleep? Uh, well, no, they gather around while you sleep, or depending on how Ooh, well you creepy. sleep. creepy. Jesus. Yeah. Um, you might want to skip ahead a bit there, Anto. Uh, I'm sure we all know sure? how to change a day. They're, they're showing gameplay. This is gameplay, Ben. <laughs> this is gameplay, everyone. This is gameplay of Pokemon Sleep. Anyway. Uh, so here's the bit that... Uh, oh, I'd, look, more gameplay. <laughs> I haven't used a sleeping app before, so I don't okay. know if this is re- uh, uh, normal or not. But it requires you to have your phone plugged in overnight, which, okay, most of us do anyway. Charging purposes. Uh, it needs to have the screen on the whole night. Defeats the charging purposes, but okay. 
also wrecks your battery and does a bunch of other bad stuff to your phone. And it needs to be on your bed. Stupid. Not a bedside table. Stupid. Actually on your bed. That's dumb. Yeah, so My it Google is... device does this and does all of that and it tells me when I've been snoring or... Uh, which is all the time. Um, if I've had a restful sleep, if I had a restless when I woke up, what times I had REM is awesome. But it doesn't have to be on the bed with me. That's weird. Yeah, they recommend it be under your pillow or something. It's like, I don't want a phone underneath my pillow while I'm sleeping on the whole time. Uh, other thing, it's got uh, 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 pay options. <laughs> I was just about to ask about this because if it's a free app or there's like in-app purchasing... That means if you don't pay anything, I mean, they're, they're going to do this anyway. They're going to sell user data because that's what every app does now, which yep. privacy concern for some people, I'm sure. Or you're going to have to pay a premium like you do with Pokemon Go to get the most out of it. Oh, oh, it's nothing like Pokemon Go's premiums. It's Pokemon Go's. <laughs> you can pay for stuff on Pokemon Go. <laughs> yeah, you can buy, buy tickets to events. Uh, this app. Very confused right now. So you can buy a premium ticket each month. That gives you some bullshit. Uh, I haven't got it written down, but it's $10 US a month or $60 for six months. Isn't that the same as paying $10 a month? US, yes. You can have these 10 books for a dollar each or you can have all of them for $10. So something like you get Stardust or something. Uh, if you sleep really, really well, you get a 100% score. So you get 100 Stardust and then that Stardust can be used to capture or lure more Pokemon so you can capture more Pokemon. This is dumb. It is, it is super dumb. No, it sorry. is super dumb. It is super money grubby. That is dumb as heck. I like. I think we're pretty, can call it that I'm a pretty big Pokemon fan. Yeah, you I are. do love Pokemon very much. You love your Pokemon Go? Yeah, I love Pokemon Go. I've seen you play Pokemon Go during the show. Yep. Um, I will not be touching this app. I will not be touching this thing at all. I will probably hopefully get my hands on a Pokemon Go Plus, but I'll use that for Pokemon Go. Uh, I'm, I'm not going anywhere near this... It's uh, uh, just weird. ...awful attempt to get sleeping data to sell it because that's the only data that Pokemon Go doesn't give you. Sleep data. <laughs> sleep data. What people are doing while they sleep, what, do, what time do they get up, uh, how many times a night do they get up, do they need something to maybe sleep a bit better? I mean, look, like, let's be realistic. Most people who like Pokemon are going to jump into this face first... Because they don't give a crap about their privacy. They've probably got an Instagram, a Facebook, a Twitter, a TikTok. Like, yeah. anyone who's got any... Yeah, like, just like Hack the Dino over at HackTheDino.com <laughs> where you can find our Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Twitter and TikTok. <laughs> now, after, after having all that stuff, privacy is kind of irrelevant. Yeah, exactly. So, like, most people aren't going to be concerned about the privacy aspect. They're just going to play it because it's got cute Pokemon and it's another thing for our slowly being destroyed by apps, grey matter, I'd, to focus on. Yeah, I'm not... I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't find the, 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 the information part weird because I'm like, we voluntarily do that anyway. And like, what are people going to gain from when I sleep? Like, who cares? But it is the, it is just so fucking weird. That's what the vampires want you to think, Floppy. Yeah, okay. Did you ever think about that? No, not even a little bit. Anyway, um, Pokemon <laughs> Sleep, bad idea. Probably Pokemon won't review it. Bad idea. Uh, you know what else is bad? What? Uh, the fact that 87% of retro games are in danger of no longer existing. Yep. I agreed. read this and I'm like, surely the companies that make them have them. No. So, no. 
This is a study commissioned and brought about by the Video Game History Foundation, which I'm a huge fan of. I've spoken about many, many times on this show. They're doing amazing work over there. Uh, and their definition of, of vintage or retro games is pre-2010, which is a little bit later than ours, but that's okay. Um, I, I wouldn't call that vintage yet. Basically, uh, yeah, they, they found only 13% of video games are commercially available. So out of all the games ever created before 2010, only 13% of those games you can legally buy. So yep. they know about, obviously, emulating. They know about modding and they know about all these illegal things. They're talking about legally because... Commercially available. Yes. You get in trouble for doing those other things mm. still. So what the whole purpose of this study is, is to hopefully go viral uh, and get the law changed. Because their argument is that libraries have these huge... Uh, collections of books mm. and movies and people can come in and borrow those books and they can come in and borrow those uh, movies and they can take them home and they can watch them or they can access them via the internet. You can get free books and read them. You can get free movies that have been archived. You can't do that with video games because uh, of video game companies worried about people are going to make money off their property. That's what it comes down to. And that is preventing people, like the Video Game History Foundation, from digitizing and giving people and scholars who want to study retro games and the impact it has had on our culture, because it is very much a part of our culture. Uh, it is preventing them from completing their research. And you know, these games can disappear into nothing. We've seen it with Final Fantasy VIII and the source code going missing. We've I've, seen it with Kingdom Hearts. Final Fantasy VIII. But the source code, the original source code is gone. It's yeah. gone. The source code for a bunch of Square Enix games was just lost and they had to rebuild things from the ground up. So just okay. to put it in perspective, uh, only 5.87% of the Game Boy family games, so every console that has the word Game Boy in front of it, mm -hmm. only 5.87% of those games are available. The PlayStation 2... Are you saying available to public? Or available, just in existence? Available to purchase legally. Okay. Uh, of the PlayStation 2... The, there's only 12% of that entire library. PlayStation 2, the largest selling console in history. 155 million. 12% of those games are, are legally uh, playable. Yes, people go, oh, but games are remade. But what Frank Zavoldi, uh, the, the head of the Video Game History Foundation, says that any remake is a derivative piece of art from the original. Yep. Because the originals have bugs. The originals have experiences that cannot be replicated in the uh, remake. Things are added to the remake to update them. Look at uh, Resident Evil 2, yeah. Resident Evil 3. Mm -hmm. They're updated. They're not the same game. Yeah. So you can't uh, say that, oh, yeah, you, you can play Resident Evil because no, you can't. Um, your other option, if these games, like, for example, the eShop and the Wii U shop uh, closed down earlier this year, the only way you can play those games now is to A, buy them from a collector and have the console there, which, let's face it, it's getting more expensive. I saw a fact that since 2019, the retro gaming uh, industry has risen 33% year on year. 33%. because all us that grew up with that getting old. Well, it's also because people are seeing that uh, these games are wanted and they're valuable and they're hoarding them. Yeah. So people and scholars... like. If I, if I was doing a paper on the history of The Legend of Zelda, I can't get access to that source code because we're not allowed to. And if I download it illegally to study it, I can get in trouble because it's illegal. Well, I need to purchase that game because I can't purchase it on any virtual console at the moment. Well, I can. I can go and switch online. Yeah. But my point being, there's only two options. And if it's not online, 
Like we talked about previously, the exclusive games that were on the Wii U and on the 3DS shop that no longer exist. There was Dr. Mario's on that Wii U shop and Dr. Mario's on the 3DS shop, which no longer exists. And there Paul was Blocks. Sorry? Pull Blocks. Pull Blocks, no. gone. Gone forever. There is no way that I can now download and play that game. So what they are trying to do is push legislation to let uh, historians, because that's what they are, preserve this significant chunk of our history and our culture. And I just wanted to bring it to everyone uh, watching the show, listening to the show. Uh, you, you need to go and watch uh, Gerard the Completionist YouTube uh, Pro episode. Gerard the Finishist. Um, yeah, he, he's a great guy. He actually went out and bought all the Ooh. Wii U and um, 3DS games. Uh, and also, listen to the Video Game History Foundation podcast where they go into it as well. Um, it is a... Like, if you're watching the show, you obviously like retro games because that's primarily what, what we, we talk about. about. Um, very important that we go ahead and continue with this. Floppy, do you want to head off the next uh, segment? I was going to say, you're a bit out of breath now, getting, a bit, getting a bit worked up. I need to <laughs> calm down. Uh, so the next one uh, we were talking about is we decided to have a quick look at games that uh, might be cancelled. Mm. Games that are supposed to be coming out. They haven't been officially cancelled. But there's a but they look like they might be cancelled. Things like Skull and Bones. Do you think Skull and Bones is coming out, Ben? I think it will. You think it will? I think it will. Like, like what Ubisoft, what else do they have? I mean, they don't really much. But they say after already suffering from delays, it was meant to release in March of 2023. We're now J- July of 2023. It's not out. Uh, so yeah. a few weeks before its release, uh, Ubisoft pushed it back to 2024, fiscal year. Um, so what's that post-February? Yeah, I think the earliest it can come out is April 1st. Yes. Uh, oh, look, how many years has this been... This has had a date, what, four or five times now before it's been and been pushed I think every time? three times it's been pushed, yeah. I would like it to come out. I think it looks cool. But I more and more now, I am thinking it's going to get pushed to either just PS5 and just Series X. Or just Series oh, 100%. X. Sorry, just Series X. Spoiler alert for the rest of this list. Not the only Ubisoft game. I wonder what else will be on there. Do you reckon it's got anything to do with um, them not releasing things? Marco p- provisions. Hey. Marco provisions. I'm Shinra. Nah, Final Fantasy VII conspiracies. Oh god, <laughs> I was wondering what you were going at for that. <laughs> uh, do you think it may have anything to do with holding games back, probably on purpose, in at the thought of potentially being bought? But who uh, wants to buy Ubisoft? Look, I don't know. I don't know. It was just something that popped into my head just then. Do you know what I think is going to happen with it? What's that? I think this as a project will be cancelled, and the reason I think this is because they recently announced a remake of Black Flag. They did. I think all of the assets and work they've done on this will is go just into be Black dumped Flag. into the Black Flag remaster <gasps> or remake, and this will fall off, because they I know Assassin's Creed that. is a brand that will sell. Yeah. I had not thought of that. That's interesting. Ooh, I would be very, very keen to see Black Flag look like this. So next up, another Ubisoft game. Prince of Persia, Sands sort of, of Time remake. Sort of made me sad because I was really looking forward to this. Uh, so this was planned for a launch this March. Uh, the Sands of Time remake was delayed and to an unclear future date back in February. Uh, Ubisoft has not yet specified how long the delay would take. And there are rumours that it is being quietly cancelled, uh, which I think could be sustained by the fact we are getting a new Prince yeah, of Persia a, game. A 2D platformer. Yeah. Um, I would love to see this actually come out like 
I love Sands of Time. Incidentally, I saw this uh, at Savers today. I almost bought it and then I went, You should have. You should have bought it. It's such a good game. Like Like, the latter end of it is just Wind Waker, but 3D, not cell shaded. Did you ever watch the film? No. It's good. Is that with Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah. But it's it's actually a good film. Like the scenes are shot really well. Like the parkour and stuff that they take from Prince of Persia is really good. The whole, like the storyline is like, who cares? It's a Prince of Persia film. It's right. actually entertaining. So, what's like, happening with this game then? Like, I, I don't know. I think you're probably more on the. You're probably more, like, you're probably right when they say like, there's, uh, they've they've shifted focus to something to something new, and I don't think we're going to get this. I have a theory. What's oh, that? Hit us. Is it going to be Assassin's Creed Four? No. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to reuse the assets for I Black think Flag. They are dumping less money into a new 2D Prince of Persia game to gauge interest in the series before they commit to this again. Okay. Because they, they, they did put this off indefinitely. Like yeah, Rumours were, this was almost ready to go, though. I would not believe that, not from looking at this. I mean, if it's, it's, it's not a remake, I would consider this as like a HD upscale. It's supposed to have been... It's a full a, remake. It was supposed to be from the ground up remake. They're available the January 21, art. 2021. They're using the same art as from 2002, though. Like, yeah, I'm going to say well, they didn't have much ready to go at that point. But yeah, I think they, they're going to hold off on that and before they dump more money into it, gauge interest with an easier to produce, less resource intensive 2D game. And if people still, you know, if people buy it and it makes a decent amount of money, they'll go, okay, there's still value in the IP. Did you, were you a, are you a Prince of Persia fan, Anto? Uh, I played the original. Well, I mean, I, so good. I didn't play the original. I played a port of the original on like an Amstrad 32 or something. Yeah, um, the cell shaded. The um, sorry, what's it called? Rotoscope uh, just took me off. Took me out of it. I did. Yeah, like I played. I played one of in. the ports of the original, and then I played Sands of Time. Had a great time with it. Yeah, I played the the reboot, just Prince of Persia on 360 yep. when it came out, which was also really. Fun. That was a lot darker. Uh, like a lot a, more action based yeah, as opposed it was more to more action heavy. And... Um, I wouldn't say I'm like a super fan, but like if that was coming out again at like 50 bucks, 60 bucks, I'd buy it. Floppy? Yes. Would you buy this next game if it ever decides to come out? <laughs> uh, look, I'd, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't interested. Mm-hmm. But it depends on how. Uh, what the gameplay is like. So, what is the game that is in danger uh, of being cancelled? Suicide Squad. Kill the Justice League. What's going on with the old Suicide Squad? Uh, so originally scheduled for a 2022 release, uh, developer announced Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League would instead be arriving in 2023. And this was in the wake of the whole cyberpunk thing. Yep. yep. Uh, and they saw some feedback after releasing a first trailer. And they went, you know what? We're going we're gonna to work on this. What was the feedback? Uh, it was about what it looked like, wasn't it? And about... The um, it was a it was the games to like, it was Avengers service. yeah it was like, actually games of a ser- games as a service oh I can't talk it was clear that this game was developed to be uh, an Avengers games mm. as a service competitor uh, and then Avengers failed miserably in every way shape and form this looks good though like it looks good but one of the things that uh, I remember people at the time complaining about when they saw this gameplay trailer was why are you only attacking purple things and that's what gave it that really awful feel. I see. I didn't get that. Like I heard that, but I, I, I watched the trailer. I'm like, I don't understand. What I don't get it. My but, sorry. No, no, you go. I was just gonna say, like, <coughs> my perspective on it. I, as far as like DC is concerned, I don't care much 
for the Suicide Squad stuff. I'm sure the movie, like the second one, is fine. Oh, brilliant. Um, but like my interest as a casual observer of DC stuff is in Batman and Superman stories and some of the surrounding supporting cast for those two. I yeah. know this sort of like ties into that a lot, like that definition, like all of this, all of these characters relate in some way. But most people outside of like Die Hard, Die Hard, Die, Die Hard comic fans aren't going to care about playing as the bad guys unless there's a really, really interesting like story. Or uh, I think you're I wrong disagree. There. I disagree. I, I think disagree people with you as love well. playing the bad guys. And I think people love playing Harley Quinn. I think uh, Harley Quinn's popularity is rivaling. Uh, Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman who I didn't put on the list but I'm pretty sure that game's got cancelled as well <laughs> yeah. I mean this is again this is my perspective as as like me I, I could be speaking too broadly but like I would enjoy playing as the bad guys if instead of what's shown here you're just flying around shooting purple shit if you were allowed to play as the Joker and Harley as like a tag team co-op duo robbing banks and shit that'd be fun but, but this, I mean, I think for this, this just game, looks boring. This you're is not crackdown, but worse. You're not the bad guy. The bad guy are the good guys who have been brainwashed by uh, alien goo. And that's a boring concept. <laughs> it really is. Um, but yeah, Floppy, what do you think? Is this, I, this I been cancelled? Uh, look, no. I don't think it's been cancelled at all. I think they are reworking the crap out of it. Uh, I just want to say, I'd love to play as this team because I think, knowing a bit about the characters, I think that's a really interesting mix of uh, of. Well, I'm going to say characters again. Uh, characters well, you know, with uh, old mate Captain Boomerang, oh, um, King Shark, Harley Quinn. Like, you can, I can see how they're all going to have. They're all going to play differently. Mm. Like, I think it's going to be really interesting. Well, I mean, Avengers did that, and they it did. Wasn't. But that was it. Wasn't the characters that stopped that from being good? No, it was the gameplay. It was the gameplay, and so and the models. I like. I think you're right. I think they it was going to be exactly like that, and I think they uh, twerking the heck out of it. And I, I look, I hope it comes out and I hope it's good because I think it would be interesting. There's a good chance it's not going to be good, but I still think it's going to come out. I don't think this one's going to get cancelled. Some, right. some of the chat we've got, uh, some of the chatter we've gotten, sorry, uh, is like, turn this into DC GTA or Prototype or Crackdown or make it like DC Payday where you play as a group that runs around and causes havoc and commits heists and big organized crimes, I think that's a way more interesting concept personally than this. That would make me not play it. Yeah, because it goes against what the Suicide Squad actually is. Yeah, but like I'm talking like as far as DC games go, because like they haven't had a super hit in a long time. I'm they haven't sorry, had have a you, super hit with anything. Have you played Batman Forever on the Mega Drive? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> uh, speaking of a Mega Drive, this game won't come out on it, or maybe not at all. <laughs> That's a segue. Good segue. Actually, you know what? One of your better ones. <laughs> <laughs> Makes factual sense. Uh, the Wolf Among Us 2. That's planned a for shame. a 2023 launch. The sequel from the revamped and much smaller Telltale Studio has been delayed without a new release date being given. The studio has said that it needs more time to produce something that will live up to their standards. But it could be a case of too big a project, project too ambitious for such a small studio that's already gone bankrupt once before. Mm -hmm. Floppy, what do you think? I think you bang on. Like I think the fact that the company has already gone bankrupt, then got bought, then got started up, but smaller. I think it was just kind of destined to not actually happen. Yep. As much as it should happen, because this is uh, out of all the Telltale games, this is probably the most highly regarded one of the lot. Uh, well, the first one was anyway. Um, and they're all fantastic games, like the, the Telltale series. 
one. Have you ever played the Back to the Future one? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Didn't, didn't like it. Didn't didn't dig it. Did, didn't like Telltale games at all. Or I'm not a click and point adventure type dude. Batman ones was fantastic. Right. Uh, I am a click and point adventure guy. Better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would love to see this made, but I don't think it's going to come out because I think the company itself is just like like you said. They they went bankrupt. Most of those people, I think, was everyone on the original dev team have gone. Yeah, they've all moved on to other projects. Yeah, to other things. So this is people coming in trying to pick up uh, the IP. They basically have the IP. They bought out a bankruptcy, and yeah. and they're trying to do something with it. But I don't think it's a company that's going to be able to do it. No, because we we've seen how uh, how well companies who haven't released a game before go. Uh, looking at you, Gollum. Uh, <laughs> Hollow Knight Silk Song. Ooh. That cuts deep, doesn't it? So this was bit. in last year's Xbox. We promised these games are coming out next year's showcase. Uh, and it uh, was announced that, uh, no, it's not. And they need more time. Has it been announced that it's not? Or have they just not given a date? They have officially announced it's not coming out. They've not given a date. Like, right. not it, it's coming out, but it's not coming out this year. Heard it first here. Xbox, liars. They are. Probably too wrapped yeah, up. Very pretty game, isn't it? Uh, yeah, great game. Um, so me personally... I'm going to say this game will come out, but uh, having... All right. So uh, I just need to drop something. It's it's some names. Uh, knowing Ari and uh, the head at uh, Team Cherry and Makoto. Uh, hang, on, hang on. Yeah, sorry. Is that, that you that, just That's dropped? all their names <laughs> just dropping. So Makoto is the voice of Hornet, who we're seeing on screen here. Uh, Ari is one of the owners of Team Cherry. Uh, knowing them... Uh, they are perfectionists. Yeah, this will come out when it's ready. The reason uh, Hollow Knight was so good, that game was being made for almost 12 years. Do you think that can backfire in the fact that we all know how good the first one is? Mm -hmm. The longer we wait, the more we expect? 100%. Oh, 100%. The hype, the hype train is a real thing and, and it's stupid. I will just say Ari is very well aware of that. Very, okay. very well aware of it. And the stress on them to deliver something at that standard is also very high. It will come out though. I am guaranteeing you it will come out. You heard it here first. Ben, 100% guaranteeing this game will be released. I mean... <laughs> it's a big call. <laughs> this is a comment born from the ignorance about how video games, especially ones like this, are made because this is all, you know... This is a team up. of three people, by team the way. Team of three people. Making games is difficult with a team of hundreds and a budget of millions, let alone, you know, a small indie... Well, I mean, Hollow Knight was a raving success, but that's not the point. Like, I think the problem with Silksong is everyone is expecting them just to make Hollow Knight 2, which, you know, most people are probably expecting the same engine, very similar graphics and art style as we're seeing on screen, and just a bit of a mix-up in terms of how the game feels because Hornet is a more mobile character than, you know, the knight in Hollow Knight. More vertical-based. But, like, that's not how game development works. And that's the problem with, like, people not knowing enough about video game development, even though I'm sat here talking like I do. Oh, look, it's with anything. Like, if people don't know anything, I want this and I want it now because they're entitled. And if yeah. they don't get it, they throw a little tantrum and have a little nasty tweet. And All I'm saying is shut up, it'll come out when it's ready. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> it's going to come out when it's ready... And when the creators are satisfied that it will be what they want it to be. And let's face it, Floppy. Yes, mate. What isn't coming out? Beyond Good and Evil 2 is never coming out. <laughs> it's no, not happening. Never happening. Never. Can I read this word for word how Ben has written it on a sheet, please? Yeah, go for it. Uh, was in... Uh, sorry, that's... Lost. Hang on, hang on. Let me get the video up. <laughs> Lol. 
Yep, that's the first dot point. Lol. First revealed at E3 2017, 16 years ago. Ben has written this from the future in uh, 2033. Huh? 16 years ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had to do weird amounts of math because I'm like, Ben wouldn't get that wrong. He's a good writer. <laughs> but not a very good mathematician. So there you no. go. Uh, so six years ago. First announced six years ago, which was like a kind of bare bones, like this here, cinematic trailer. Um, and then we got nothing else, did we? Nope. Not a thing. Not a single thing. This was great. When I first saw this back in 2017, I was... In a in an amphitheater in a stage watching this on a big screen, it was amazing. Oh, I still think this looks fantastic. Yeah, and this was yeah, like you said, make it a years movie ago. at this uh, stage. Six years ago, like this, make it a CG film. This just looks like that other Star Wars game that was announced a few weeks back. The out, out um, law? Out, outcast outpost out, law some whatever it's outlaws. outlaws. Yep. Yeah, um, like, so a job posting recently advertised for uh, posting advertisers and opening. Uh, what have you written here? I don't know. I was in Someone a hurry. Someone asked for a senior concept artist to work on this game. If you don't have a senior concept artist six years on, like concept artist. Yep. I mean, they might be adding new characters to it. They might be adding new things to it. But we haven't heard about it in years and years and years. This game's not coming out. No, no never. Like, I, I'm pretty sure this wasn't first announced six years ago. This has been sort of speculated on and rumoured since the original. First seen as a trailer. It was first 16, seen as like a six years physical, <laughs> potential, tangible thing six years ago. Yeah. But we've been Hack the Dino. This has been our gaming cast. We bring you the past, present and future of all video games news, previews and discussions. And if we didn't bring you the news that you wanted to hear, then you should probably go back and listen to our previous episode. <laughs> and don't go anywhere else because you might miss the live footage of Ben dying. Ah. Anyone else like oysters? Oh. <laughs> what What are oysters relevant for? Oh, because he just hawked up a loogie. I just coughed up phlegm. Oh, lovely. Reminiscent of a slimy oyster that you suck from a shell and slide down your throat. Oh. I've never eaten them and I never will. They're really good for you. Yeah, about how cold sure and cough lot. But this isn't uh, all we do. No. Nor do we eat oysters. Nope. Floppy. Yes. What do you do when you're not sucking down those... <coughs> oh, my God, those <laughs> disgusting feral balls of snot. Uh, I like to post pictures on Instagram. Yeah. Of things that I purchase and collect and play. Oh, cool. Uh, I can't remember what I put up there lately. Oh, oh, I put up a picture. You can show this one. You can click over. My, so, on the way, I had my kids for school holidays for the last week. Uh, my young son, Thomas, who's five, is quite the little gamer. Uh, also a big Spider-Man fan, and he saw that I had a PS2 copy of uh, Web of Shadows, which was the 2D version of the game, which he was so... It's all he wanted to do, so I had to hook up my PS2, which I did. And then if you click over the photo, you see how happy his little face is. If you can click over the photo, you, Anto. You're okay showing your son on... Uh... Yeah, I don't mind. That's not it. Oh. <laughs> That's him there. He's <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, there. This is my young five-year-old son, Thomas. Look at Look him. how happy he is just... Playing Spider-Man. Good on him. He just wanted to be Spider-Man and he could be black suit Spider-Man or red and blue suit Spider-Man. And he thought it was the gosh darndest. Because it is. Uh, so also you saw, Ante, before I'd posted up the the Witcher, the Witcher that I'm playing. Also with the physical releases of the DLC codes for the um, for the expansions, which came with like real packets of Gwent cards and stuff in there, which was awesome. Because Gwent, the best uh, like game within a game ever, I think. Not as good as Gwent Stacy. So, oh my uh, gosh! Uh, what was the one before that? Um, would have been 
Betty Brant. Uh, I mean, Anto, what was the picture before that? Ah, and that's where I picked up Web of uh, Shadows and Force Unleashed on the PSP because I'll buy every copy of Force Unleashed. Good. That's Anto, what I've been doing. Anto, what do you, what do you, what do you, what do you do? Uh, I also do Instagram things. Ooh. Uh, recently, I've been dabbling with uploading Beat Saber gameplay. Oh. Uh, I saw some of this. True fashion. The first thing I played was a Final Fantasy VII song. Which one? <laughs> uh, those who fight same. further, the boss theme. They're all the same, mate. Do you play One Wing and Angel? Uh, I have a track which is by Alex Moog. How are you doing Color, that? Uh, called One Winged Angel is Funky, where he's just made it super like slap bass heavy. Oh, I need to hear that. Which is great. Um, I showed you the footage of uh, Kenny Omega coming out. You dressed did. Dressed as Sephiroth. Yes, I was One very Winged impressed. Angel. And love him. Yes, <laughs> Kenny Omega is the best. Um, and then other stuff, just more Beat Saber crap. Uh, Platinum Trophy for Final Fantasy XIII is my most recent achievement. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, uh, I also put up things that I find... And also, how pretty is Final Fantasy XVI? It's pretty pretty. It is very, oh. very pretty. Pretty so good. So good. Uh, over at Mr. Benjamin on Instagram, I put up stuff. Uh, you can see there me performing a uh, surgical uh, operation on two Xboxes. If you click across, you can see the results. Um, Got to say... That was uh, scary as hell, but I managed to do it. Because you didn't know if it was going to work again, eh? Correct. But uh, you did it. I mean, it's pretty easy in the end. I got it working. You swapped over disk drives, yeah? Yeah, that was yeah. it. Well done. Pretty simple. Uh, and then what else have I got in there? I think I've got some videos of uh, that haul I did. That's definitely over on the Hack the Dino Instagram page. Oh, oh, yeah. There's a video going up tomorrow of me just stumbling across. Uh, people who watch and listen to the show uh, know that I collect Nintendo paraphernalia from before when they released consoles. And one of them was a Rubik's Cube ripoff called... I love that you got angry at me for not remembering that thing. <laughs> the 10 billion barrel, which is basically a, a barrel-like thing with clear sides and different coloured balls. And you rotate the sides to make the balls all line up. Nintendo released in 1980. Found one in Savers for four bucks in a junk bag. And it was almost brand new. So that's it there. You can see on the screen. Then it's side by side for the one I got in Japan. Like you can see how brand new this thing is. That was probably the most freaky uh, savers find I've had probably ever. <laughs> Townsy says, what do the gumballs <laughs> taste like? What do the like? taste like, Jesus? <laughs> oh, dear. It's fun. I, I like that you found that. Because like, if I'd seen that, I mean, what piece of shit is this? Like, I just kept going. Like, the I best part was that it was directly in front of two ladies who were obviously resellers talking about how tough it's been and how uh, they can't find anything good in savers stores anymore and whatnot. And I literally stepped between them and went, oh, excuse me. You're like, step between them. Thing. He hip and shouldered them. They're now in hospital. <laughs> yeah. Elbow strikes the nose, flattens it. Bam! Kick to the back of the shin. Uh, what else have I got on there, Anto? I don't think there's much more of, uh, relevance or significance. Oh, yeah, Teddy Ruxman. That's that talking devil bear. Best thing about Teddy Ruxman, so like teddy bear that you put a tape into and the tape was of a book that read. Did um, mouth move? Yeah, yeah, yeah. mouth moved. Uh, best part, you can put like Metallica in there and he uh, sings along to Metallica, which is a good time. That's actually awesome. Yeah. Is that legit? Yep. That's so dumb. Because <laughs> the mouth just goes like this. Like it doesn't actually read. It just opens and closes because it was the 80s. Teddy Ruxman singing Unforgiven. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Uh, what else have we got in there? A couple of other things. See, I didn't do any bad game arts this week, so we'll probably just breeze past that because I forgot. I remembered while we were sitting here. Oh, yeah, I got uh, that. That was part of the stuff that I got from Luke. Nice. Uh, some Ninja Turtles fun. Oh. Uh, yeah, the Turtle Power Casingle. 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 Uh, bad game arts. Bad game arts. Didn't put any up any Same this as week. Same as last Fortnite. 
Yep, but yep. if you uh, head on over to Bad Game Arts, you can check out all the worst game art of the late 90s and early 2000s. Excellent. But we've been hacked the dino. This yes. show's been very long. I'd like to apologise to uh, your mother because she ro- raised you right and we're leading you astray. That's right. Come, come with us to a, a land of dreams and nightmares where we uh, ponder life's great mysteries such as who did put the uh, uh, Ron in the Ron de Ron de Ron? And why is my inner thigh so itchy? Anto. Yeah. How how's how's your your thigh? Yeah, pretty good. Um, it'll be better if we remember to thank our patrons. <laughs> you know, he's not wrong. He's not wrong at all. <laughs> we should thank you to our patrons. Let let our powers combine. <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't for our patrons, wouldn't we have to do the wonderful things that you see us doing here? On screen right now. And patrons, pay close attention to the Patreon channel in Discord where we will be asking you questions and letting you know about something that's happening around the November 17 time. Yes, we will. Very important that you're there. Also, thank you for who your we, patronage. Who, who are we thanking? Uh, I have already shut down my computer. <laughs> See if you can remember. Nope. You can't? Nope. Not All off the top right. of my head. I'd be too nervous that I'd miss someone. Ash Knight. Karen Knight. Dylan the Villain. Dylan the Villain. Triple Indy, Michael Towns, and Game Game Boy Boy Dad. But we would like to thank you for putting up with our silly nonsense for another time. Uh, There'll be more silly nonsense to come. In fact, nonsense, you you can't have the word nonsense without nonce. That's an English word, isn't it? No, it's not. This is ridiculous. What are you talking about? Nonce. Are you drunk? Anto, what's a nonce? I'm pretty sure nonce is like a relatively universal term for like a child or sex trafficker oh sh-